0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. Barley I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This
1: is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. He's Fraser with a Z, not Fraser with a Z, not Fraser with a Z. Oh my god, I watched that on Friday. I know you did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How do you know my movements on Friday? I had dinner with some mutual friends last night and it weirdly came up, Liza with a Z. Yeah. Oh, did Joe tell you about our very strange Friday evening? We watched Real Housewives and then we went down this very odd path and watched like Gene Kelly tap dancing videos. Fun. (laughs) Oh, I was telling you this yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) About Mm -hmm. how Joe has like a tap dancing past, our friend. does not surprise us in the slightest. (laughs) Uh, What's going on? How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. I've had a great day. I've got up. I've gone to the gym. I've uh, done my errands. Everything's great. I helped our friend move, kind of move house yesterday. That was tough. Wait a minute. You went to the gym. What did you do? I went to the gym, Gym. My... Because Fraser famously has double tennis elbow despite not being a tennis player. Yeah, I am being have, a member of a country club. Exactly. I have a, an old white rich lady injury from uh, weightlifting, which is pretty fun. No, I'm, I'm doing good. I went to a class and everything. I just did light weights instead of heavy okay. weights. And I feel like, great. Like those little pink weights. Yeah. Those, little pink rubber weights. Yeah, just just like bing, wrist, bing. wrist weights, basically. And I was just kind of bopping around. No, it was great. So, big news is summer's here. <laughs> i actually was thinking to this morning i was like oh i'm gonna talk to ben on the podcast about how summer is back and la is back and then i've just remembered maybe like a couple of episodes ago i remember saying the exact words la's back baby because like the sun had come out again so i think i need to just stop saying that <laughs> no but it, this weekend it properly friday the heat turned up i'm I'm dressed in pretty much nothing and wearing some Tevas and just everything's lovely. Last night, I almost turned on my AC. Almost. That's where we're at. I mean, I have had mine on for about two weeks. Yes, I know. But that's, (laughs) that is you. No, summer is back. Yesterday, we laid by the pool at my building and that felt great. We had like a little afternoon, little afternoon roast by the pool. It was so nice. I've not felt that relaxed in quite a while. Yeah. Like that deep heat relaxation, a Saturday where you've I've worked out I've done some work done some bits and then I'm just sitting yeah in the heat it was really nice it was lovely we both actually went into the pool as well (laughs) I (laughs) know. I was at a pool again today where do you you, oh you didn't go to Soho house no because I can't work out they've changed the booking thing (laughs) so I'm not going to Soho house and going to the pool unless I know I've got a reservation I'm turning up 15 minutes early to get one of the beds i'm not just doing like the free-for-all oh, soho know. house really knows how to fuck with you don't they yeah i've actually before here was looking at it for next weekend i was thinking i'm gonna have to call them i can't work out the app the shap as it's called the soho house app oh my god that makes me so angry speaking of which though you mm-hmm. say you're going to go next weekend can i come yes i'm just well maybe i'm just trying to work it out <laughs> <laughs> Just put me high on the list, okay, if if you do it. I might go by myself. Okay, I'm just saying, if you decide not to, I'm coming. Because next Saturday is my birthday. Exactly. We should go and we can drink champagne, it'll be fun. I know, but, well, I'll see, I'm very stressed out with the app. I can't work it out what's (laughs) going on. It looks like there's some sort of Brazilian Beats party starting at 2pm next Saturday. (laughs) So anyway, I did got two tickets just in case, but I don't know what's going on. Anyway, okay. this morning <laughs> yeah. I went swimming. I had the most gorgeous morning because last night we didn't go out. Or did you go out in the end? No, no. I stayed in and watched Jumanji. Yeah, I, I yeah <laughs> original. I'd had a heavy Italian dinner and I was like, I'm I'm done. So I went to bed. Had a great night's sleep. Woke up at six thirty, refreshed. Had coffee, read New York Times, got the subscription. And Ugh. then I went... I just rolled my eyes for any listeners. I went to... Sorry that I follow on... Sorry that I support journalism.
0: I know for a fact that you actually... You're an undercover journalist and you've robbed somebody of coming on a proper blind date.
1: And then I went to the Rose Bowl and went swimming there and it was gorgeous. The first time I've gone this year... Okay, question for you. How much do you think it costs to get entry for one day to the the swimming pool? Like, essentially... The, I'm going <laughs> to say the local leisure centre that's okay. outdoors, it's two Olympic pools but it's it's it can't be like a local one because it's a bit too nice right. but it's not like I'm trying to a think. David Lloyd I'm trying to think when I used to live in South East London I lived near there was like an Olympic pool like a training place that was same kind of vibe like had an Olympic sized swimming pool yeah. and, but was also a leisure centre but it's like a big sports centre so it was a bit more expensive I feel like it was maybe like 10 pounds, $10. It is $18. Oof, my goof. (laughs) Last year, it was 16. And I haven't (laughs) been since last year. I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) That's a lot of money for a swim. (laughs) I'm just going to also Google right now, Hackney Lido cost. Because I want to know London Fields. Okay, at peak, it's £5.70. Wow. Wow. Well, this is the price you pay for literally being rich. I'm not rich. I'm 100% not. (laughs) Anyway, so that was me this morning, but it was lovely. And then I lay out beside, I was like, I'm getting my $18 worth. I swam for 30 minutes and then I sat outside, I put the towel down and I read the book that we are going to book club for later. Oh, what a day. I know. (laughs) Right, let's get into feedback because we've got some feedback, but there's quite a lot to do with the girl groups that we need to get into. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Let's do it if you want to get in touch with us give us a shot on our instagram you're welcome america you're as spell you are rate and review us on apple podcast please yes someone actually we've got a new listener if she's listening this week andrea she's rated us she's not reviewed us yet so get on that how'd please. you hear know that because she told me yesterday oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you could write it in Italian, that would be great, because she it does live in Italy. If people want to email us... It's your Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Okay, what we got? We've had a lot of feedback still about the Forgotten Girl Group special. It keeps rolling in. All right, everyone. <laughs> so we've got a few a few kind of suggestions and, and comments about who we talked about and who we didn't talk about. So me against the podcast, they said we do need to talk, or we should have talked about Girlishes. Obviously I am I have been pushing for a long time for us to do (laughs) Pussycat Dolls Present Galicious. No, we're Uh, not we're not doing that as a spin off. Absolutely not. Don't make me do it by myself, Ben. Do it by yourself. <laughs> Listen, if, you, if anyone knew, if anyone wants to hear that, let us know. <laughs> I do. When that came out, though, I remember visiting New York with some friends and we sat in our hotel. Instead of going out in New York, just watching that show, being like, what is this? Oh, that's why you're so mad at it. And it was the episode where they were like on a boat writhing around and like struggling to be in a boat and be sexy in heels. That's why you're so against Girlicious. They robbed you of a night in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a kind of a correction. Walter Boy 13's got in touch and he said, it was definitely Reading Festival. What was Reading Festival? (laughs) That's Daphne and Celeste. So I think I mistakenly said that they got (gasps) bottles of Piss. (laughs) thrown at them at glasses but actually it was at Reading. It Festival. was Reading, and that's much more of a Reading vibe. That makes sense. Remember like Reading in Leeds? Reading Leeds. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've got to say, I don't mean to be shady. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the idea. Let's just think about this from what what do people say? Like a bird's eye view or like a thousand degree view? What's 360 that? view. The anyway, bigger picture. The bigger picture, I guess. <laughs> the idea of reading, okay having some sort of music festival just let's just think about that right now <laughs> do you know what i mean it is it is a little strange yeah like and it, and it gets shortened to like people are like oh you're gonna go to reading, reading. it's like imagine if you're, you're gonna go to slough yeah you're gonna go to nebworth to see robbie williams oh my nebworth. god worth a place i'd never heard of before that he, robbie put nebworth on the map <laughs> <laughs> he did that's where he's from right Oh, is it? Why, I think that's why I did it. Oh, okay. And he said, hashtag spent too much time in the Oracle. I wonder how the Oracle's doing these days. Yeah, let us know about the Oracle. I can't imagine it's holding up well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their shopping centers are going down. What are some of the support beams at the Oracle? Are yeah, like, like there's truly... cracks in them that's been condemned. For okay. sure. Okay, we've got someone called Forever Bratz. Hey, I just listened to your Forgotten Girl Groups episode and I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm a big Girl Group fan. I loved hearing the lesser known groups get their attention, even if we admittedly don't like them. Lol. (laughs) Can I recommend some other Forgotten Girl Groups? I love how they're asking. Yeah, of course you can. You see me answering saying, please do. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. 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 So we did, we have actually covered some of these in the list so fucking we... hell okay so yeah, to go through this forever brats has given us a very definitive list of, of girl groups i don't know if we should <sighs> i don't think we should go through all of them because i think we should actually save a lot of these for when we do the follow-up i okay i'm just gonna say the ones that i agree we should have talked about solid harmony yeah i thought we did solid harmony then i realized that that was entice we did yeah, yeah. very similar, weren't they? <laughs> Bardo. I mean, that's fair, but that was confusing for us because they're Australian. Right. So that was a difficult. I one do for remember us. Belfire. They were like an Irish kind of I, I think Louis Walsh managed them, I think. They were some kind of Irish do you remember Belfire? that, yeah, rings that a sounds bell. familiar, right? Mini Viva. That name rings a bell. Yeah, that was uh oh, there's something about Tokyo. But yeah, they did that I wanna say I left my heart on the Metro. That's not it was called like like hang on. I've got to look up Mini Viva. Mini Viva. Oh, hold on. This is a phenomenal list. Thunderbugs. <laughs> what was the Thunderbugs song? Oh, "Left My Heart in Tokyo" was Mini Viva. Mm. So Mini Viva. The reason that they get such a such a claim is because they were uh, created and all their songs were produced by this, the the girls Allowed by Zenomania. Oh, okay. And Thunderbugs, they played their own instruments and they had a song called "Friends Forever." Delicious, their album. Was postponed and ultimately released on mini disc in the UK. Mini disc! <laughs> and on CD in continental Europe in 2000. Of course, it was released on mini disc. I probably had it. It's weird seeing the phrase in 2000 and not the year 2000. Yeah. Interesting. Then there is a, a girl band on there that I feel quite annoyed with myself that I didn't mention on the episode. Who's that? I like mommy,
0: like a
1: Super Sister? This is Super Sister. I like my man, like <laughs> I like my coffee. Hot, strong <laughs> and sweet, like tough. I okay. feel so upset that I didn't remember Super Sister. Wow, well done to that bit of feedback. We will, okay, we have to do a fucking follow-up. Yeah, we have to. I mean, I don't even want, Lemonescent? No, that... no, but then I think Lemonescence and then I go Evanescence. Lemon scent. Lemon scent. That rings a bell. <laughs> Was it Lemonescent? It's lemonescent. It's lemonescent. <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> lemon We also got a wonderful piece of feedback from Niall Beattie, and uh, they actually got in touch with us about our Saturday spin-off show, so some people are still suffering through those episodes, I see. It says, Niall Beattie, you both follow Nadine Coyle. <laughs> Bet we do. So, so Niall says, I loved reliving Chasing the Saturdays through the pod, lol. <laughs> so obviously, Niall did not have to suffer through the episodes again. He says, I'm sure someone has already sent this, but here's the performance. And he says, you guys need to do what goes on tour. So there's a Vimeo link that we're going to look at here. Oh, wow, we're in a video oh my God. It's the Jay Leno. Oh, Nile, <laughs> What? What? Everyone was a little nervous on Jay Leno, weren't they? Yeah. No. <laughs> that, what color? That's slightly sheer shirts and material. What colors? It's kind of like a, a brownie gray. Mushroom? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the, that was the thing I was really trying to think of there.
0: You and guys. What need, is,
1: what is what goes on tour? Is that another Saturday show? You guys, well, let's have a look. This, he says that you guys need to do what goes on tour. The Saturdays. I can't, if there's another Saturday show. I, <laughs> we, what? <laughs> if we have to watch another Saturday special. <laughs> what goes, is it what goes, on, goes tour? on tour? Yeah. Oh. Oh no. How oh, many no. episodes? Five episodes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> This Niall. actually is what goes on tour. Niall. Oh, it's directed by someone I know. Okay. 20 minute episodes. Can I just say, we just watched two of them get into a horse costume, like a pantomime horse costume. Niall, this is a cease and desist. I can't believe you did this to us. We could do a one-off special because these these episodes are 15 minutes long. Okay. Right. Looks like looks like we'll be recording a, a quick Saturday's What Goes On Tour special. Thanks to you, Niall. You fuck. better listen to it. Better get some people to listen to it as well, Niall.
0: Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, Nile. it's just going to be you and us on that one. <laughs> I'm exhausted just even... <laughs> Should we give up on the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm tired. Well, thank you for your feedback. Please do get in touch. Instagram, email, all the usuals. Rate and review us. Give us a shout. And we are back. Uh, ben is going to be doing our UK topic, which I've just accidentally seen. That's okay. Our UK topic this week is Craig David. Oh, yeah. Now, do you know what I've just thought about? When he performed in the States, let's see if we can find, um, like, on a talk show or something. Did they did they call him Craig? Oh, did they call him Craig? Yeah, that's a big... Craig David. Craig, Craig David. It's really hard to say craig david i can imagine him being on like leno or something yeah uh, the prince's trust party in the park 2000 nope um <laughs> i would like to watch that whole performance though <laughs> <there. laughs> oh he called he him craig david called him craig he called him craig well jay's a professional okay we are talking about craig ashley david ashley do i don't think ashley is the most perfect middle name for him <laughs> it really is cad get yeah, cad also he's got an mbe when did he get that i mean i haven't i can you see how much research i've done I've got one bullet point with three crosses I on see, it. I see XXX. What is that? That means that Porn? was that's where i meant to fill in oh, I see. my research. You're like triple X. I'm really yeah. into I <laughs> just read David. his, I just read his Wikipedia. Okay. So Craig David, he's a British singer and songwriter. From Southampton. He rose to fame in 1999. <laughs> that first album. Well, actually before he even got to the first album, the first single he featured on Rewind by Artful Dodger. DJ,
0: it's all out to you.
1: When the crowd say "ball," selecta. He sure did. Now, what year was that? 1999. Oh, just before 2000. <laughs> what the millennium? Yeah, the millennium bug, millennium dome. There do we you go. think? Wait a minute. Do you think the builders, when they were building the Millennium Dome, listened to rewind at any point? 1,000 percent. They had Radio One on, and it was playing that song. I'm gonna derail us already. Okay. That song reminds me so strongly of I was. How old? Hang on. Uh, ninety nine, So I was 14 or 15
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I tried to go into a nightclub using my brother's ID. How old were you, sorry? For- 15, 15, maybe 15. What what ID of your brother's did you have? Oh God, I can't even remember. I feel like we're so old that it was like a piece of some like scrap of paper that was okay. an actual, maybe it was his driving license. I'm not sure. A photocopy of his national insurance card. It was something, it was something like that. And basically I tried to go to this, this nightclub in Norwich called Highs I can't even remember how it was spelt, whether it was spelled H-I-G-H-S, or whether it was H-Y-S. I can't remember how highs was spelt. Hi. I tried, I tried to get into highs, and the bouncer took real pity on me, but didn't let me in, but, like, let me down very gently. Like, he looked at it and looked at me, and he just went, No. And what does the how does the song and then, connect? And then, my, so it was my brother's girlfriend at the time tried to take me out. She's like, oh, we'll go and have a fun night. Don't worry. And then as we were driving home, we listened to <laughs> Rewind by the Artful Dodger featuring Craig David. And it kind of has like a very bittersweet, but kind of, I, I treasure it because it was like, really fun, even though it didn't happen, you know? Mm, So it kind of weirdly has a good memory. It actually makes me think about going out, even though I didn't make it in. Yeah. Because I still had that kind of like hype. And I think she, I think she let me have like a, a Bacardi Breezer or something like in the car on the way there. In the car. So it just like, I I was like a little tipsy on a Bacardi Breezer listening to Rewind. That reminds me, well, I had my brother's ID, but my, the real sort of triumph that I had was I could uh, grow sideburns Mm. when I was about 15 so that, mm. combined with the ID seeing I was 18, it was my brother's old passport. I see. Ideal. Secondly, you've just reminded me, when we used to go to the Unders nightclub in Glasgow, R-Chaos, I remember my friend, she once she once called me. I was there, and I had a voicemail from. her. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm here. Just, I'm. Uh, where are you? But she wasn't. She was at home beside her CD player, and she was pretending to me that she was there. And she played... <gasps> 9 p.m. till I come. <laughs> and she had that going on in the background. And towards the end of the voice was shot oh, okay, bye. And that's because the song was ending. And she was just, what, in her living room? Yeah, in her bedroom. Wow. This person, they also once threatened in a fight to, like, they're like, well, I'm just going to go home and drink my bottle of clean and clear. Whoa. As if to be like, that will finish me off. A bottle of Do you know what? She's not wrong. <laughs> clean and clear was fucking strong. <laughs> <laughs> strong acne treatment <laughs> that oh. would strip like paint off the walls clean and clear wouldn't it please I, if clean and clear still still exists please do not go do that no what was the what were the um what were the the pads do you yes them? and they OxyClean? oxyclean 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 do those still exist this is future Fraser I know oxyclean is a laundry detergent <laughs> if you want to I tell you what if you if you need to strip like paint off of off of a building like industrial strength go and go back and get an oxyclean pad Anyway, okay, let's, David. Go back, let's go back to Craig David. Okay, so we rewind the first song and then let's go straight into the album. Born to Do It. Born to Do It. Okay, big, big album. This came out in 2000 and it, it was... Massive in general, he's sold over 15 million records worldwide. I bet about 14 and a half of those is Born to Do It. Yeah, no shade, Craig, sure. no shade. Just because Born to Do It was so this was one of those massive. albums that every single person had in the UK, wasn't it? Oh my, <laughs> of God. any age or any taste in music. Okay, let's just look at the I mean, fill me in was the first song that was fill me in by craig david <laughs> jesus i know you hate me when i do that <laughs> i love that song ah uh, he southampton's finest <laughs> him and scott mills <laughs> you know i got into southampton university unconditional offer <laughs> Didn't go. Okay, so "Fill Me In" was a song. Seven days. Seven days. Seven days is a good song, but it's just so parodied. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a little. It's difficult. It's kind of hard. It's very much like, if if there had been late night talk shows at the time in the UK, they all would have done their own version of it. Yeah. Or he would have gone and promoted the song on their show, and they would have redone it. You know. Yeah. Little hokey-cokey. Oh it says here 8 million albums of Born to Do It. So that means doing the math 6 million um, albums for the other for his other efforts. I don't know. Okay, so we had Born to Do It. This is a fun fact. In April 2009, MTV viewers voted Born to Do It as number 2 on their greatest albums of all time poll, behind Michael Jackson's Thriller. What is? Yeah. I mean, I think it's better than Thriller. So what, what other singles were released from that first album? It was I'm Walking Away. From
0: the troubles
1: in my life, I'm walking away. Oh, to find a
0: better
1: day. That was Walking Away by Craig David. <laughs> <laughs> my god. I that's my least favorite of the of the releases from Born to Do It. Yeah, let's just have a little Oh wait a minute. But there was some other What is this? to
0: my
1: place say to we can do anything you want to do hey tonight is your night yeah wow uh, rendezvous rendezvous is the board to make you happy of his of that album like <laughs> do you know what i mean like it's kind of not not necessarily celebrated as, as a song as much as like seven days of walking mm-hmm. away but i think rendezvous is really good so i'm assuming you had this album of course i did time to party all friday time to party that's an album track i know the i know the lyrics too and uh the booty man i was just i would say there was a song called booty man i don't remember the booty man can did you hear that wait what was the line The line is, click on, click off, www.cd.com, craigdavid.com. Oh.
0: That's how you know it's the
1: 2000s, because he did a song that included a link to his website. That's good. Click on, click on, www.cd.com. But it's also CD Craig David and... And Compact Disc. Countdown UK and countdown uk yeah cd uk and crossdresser will you google cd <laughs> www.cd.com and see what comes okay. up www.cd.com <laughs> click on click on ww oh no craig he's lost the he's lost the domain oh <laughs> what's his it must be craigdavid.com now come on <laughs> Or is it, oh no, is it like craigdavid.music? Hang on, oh no. craigdavid.com. I'm really enjoying that you're, the... yes, <laughs> oh, it's thank God. This doesn't flow so well in the, in the, oh my God, he has a, oh, we'll get to that. Okay. His new book called What's Your Vibe? <laughs> Which is just so him. Oh my God. I can't believe that I remember the lines, click on, click off. <laughs> www.cd.com that's like burnt into my brain that line. Do you know why this album was so kind of big for me as well? It's because I know. Go I'm going to guess. Is it because you liked it and you'd fun but you also thought it was cool and acceptable in in terms of like straight people? You kind of are correct, but okay. it's very specific. Your brother to one straight your brother person. yes. It was it was one of the things me and my brother could kind of agree on, so that album was kind of a, a safe a safe spot for me and him to listen to the same music mm-hmm. and also there's a flip side to that where i was quite jealous because you know very well i grew up in a place with all white people so anytime there was someone of any kind of ethnicity that maybe got some fame they would think that people looked like them so my brother basically if my brother wore like a beanie hat then people thought he was craig david mate you look like craig david yeah completely uh, it's like because obviously yeah because i grew up in a place with racist people <laughs> And in the same way that there were so few famous gay people that any time a gay person was famous like, Oh, you're just like Brian Dowling. Yeah, so I once think got told I, am. I once got told I was like Julian Clary. Which actually which actually at the time I was really annoyed about, but with a with a kind of a wider scope i'm actually really proud of that because i think Julian (laughs) clary is like really like kind of nasty and funny so i'll take it whoever gave me that compliment back in the day i i finally take it (laughs) okay so that was his first album. it did very well did very well here in the u.s as well for some reason i burned into my memory in making the band the one with o-town one of the members loved this album and he was like i was like listening to it and he had it in his wallet of cds (laughs) I think he was also like, it's a good album, but also a lot of people might not know it because it's from the UK. Yeah. I'm really into music. <laughs> Which member of OTAN was it? Do you remember? I, I, I cannot remember. I can Eric, remember what he looked like. Trevor? He kind of looked Dan? a bit gangly and a bit like his, like he hadn't quite grown into his proportions, into his features. He was, he was tall and skinny and quite wide. That might be Dan. He was the, the one that joined late. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was Dan. That was Dan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So f- it wasn't Trevor or Eric. No, or Ashley, or Ashley. Yeah. And who was the white white, white guy with the dreads? Uh oh. Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Craig Davis follow-up album, Slicker Than Your Average, released in 2002. Not as big a hit, not as big a success, but there's a song on it that I fucking love to this day. I think this song sounds like a digital CGI, like a CGI digital factory. What? Yes, it really does. I, I just, what I was thinking was I'd love to really look at the lyrics to watch your flavor. Okay. There's a real like, it's got a real... Because he's trying to do like a... Because the music video was him as Willy Wonka. Oh, that's why I'm thinking of a factory. Yeah, and but I just remember the lyrics are quite wild. It's him trying to like compare women to different flavors. Uh-oh. <laughs> do you think someone with red hair tastes like cranberry? I met this fly girl in the club, went by the name of Pecan Deluxe. This ice cream was high maintenance when I took her out. Nearly cost me 20 bucks. <laughs> met this chick named Walnut Whip. Walnut whip <laughs> nearly made me sick to the point of throwing up, so I called chocolate chip. That's me with a sweet toffee crisp, and I still can't get enough. <laughs> no, just, just go through and just pull out the okay. chocolate references. That's what okay. I want. Okay, I'm talking em um, apple and cinnamon, scent cinnamon girls. I'm filling them. Oh wait a minute, that's. Well, that's why they got me dribbling. Hot fudge sosh, and it's all on my Timberlands. <laughs> I take them caramel with a hint of vanilla with a little chocolate sprinklings. They make me spend my dividends. Dividends? Do you think he's maybe got um, premium bonds? Oh Yeah. The- <laughs> or he's got a limited company and he pays himself out di- via dividends. Oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> he's a sole trader and he's actually the, the managing director of www.cd.com. <laughs> he gets his CD for di- C- Dividends. dividends. <laughs> great song i love what's your flavor it's it's really uh there's oh god can you get the track listing up for for this album Mm, yeah oh i think i've got it right here actually here we go did you have this album i also had this album so there's slick on the average was also a single right let me have a little listen i but the number of views i don't know oh yeah maybe i just know this song because i had the album hidden agenda hidden agenda was released (laughs) one. The other song that was released to this was uh <laughs> was Spanish. Yeah, it's just a song just called Spanish. No, this this was released. Would you like a drink with me? Can I talk to you?
0: So right. body close to mine. We can spin an at an expert seas. Touch it. You know that you don't have to believe. So you want it and I don't know. That's yeah. a great
1: song. Love Spanish. When it kicks in. We've learned that Craig David loves uh, a long intro. He really does. But yeah, so there, there was that. And then that song with Sting, Rise, Rise and, and Fall, fall which uh, was also sampled by the Sugar Babes in the song Shape. Love Shape so, so much. So I actually, I genuinely stand by that Slicker Than Your Average is a, is a fantastic follow-up to that album. It has some really good songs in it. The uh, Hidden Agenda song <laughs> reminds me of listener Elisa, my friend. Me and Elisa were into craig david she's my like craig david contact she also went to university in southampton so she feels that connection with craig <laughs> but to the point where me and her will still send each other craig david songs in the year 2023 just a little memory oh, I-, nice. I think we just talked about hidden agenda quite recently so still always fresh in my mind <sighs> craig so around this time there's the whole bow selector thing oh uh, why do straight guys love Bo selector the lee francis thing there were some sketches in Both selector that were genuinely very funny and they were much funnier than the craig david ones mm. the, the craig david ones were like some of his least funny sketches like do you remember specifically there was the the christina aguilera sketch do you remember yeah. she lived in it she lived in like a trailer and in like a caravan in the uk that a and well. he just was he just made christina aguilera really northern that was funny Mm. And I also remember his Kelly Osborne was really good. Oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But but the Michael Jackson and the Craig David kind of became the the things that everyone quoted and and yeah, basically ruined his and Mel B. Yeah. He said um so apart- actually it all in in 2020 during the Black Lives pro- protests, the George Floyd protests. Flea Francis, this is so shit. I want to say sorry for any upset I caused, whether I was Michael Jackson, Craig David, or Trisha Goddard—all people who I'm a huge fan of. When people say "for any upset caused," I'm like shut up. Yeah. And then in 2022, October 2022, uh, Craig David was talking to the Times, um, and he brought it up again. He said, "Well, yeah, it was racist, and he—it felt like I was being bullied, and he's never reached out to me." So. Wow. There we go. That's rough. So he did he didn't, he just did a public apology and not a private one. Yeah. And not even a proper not apology. Even a proper one. Yeah. That's, that's oh, shit. I'm sorry if you don't feel good about this. Yeah. That's, that's really shit. Cool. So yeah, those years were then kind of weird because it, I don't know. He sort of like, well, didn't he move to Miami for a bit? Yeah. He veered into, because of Bo Selector, he veered into like a novelty rather than a yeah. serious kind of like artist. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up moving to Miami to kind of get away from the UK kind of vibes. And from the looks of things, he kept on doing bits and pieces, but it was really in 2015, I think, by the looks of things, that he properly came back and people were like, actually, this is great. Yeah. And this is really good. I'm going to play you one song that I really like of his. Of all his recent stuff. No. Yeah, so he had this album, Following My Intuition, in 2016. And of course, he had a song like this. So that's Ain't Giving Up with Sagala. 50 million listens. Yeah. That's pretty good. And a song with Big Nasty called When the Baseline Drops. He had a song with Bastille as oh, well. God, no thanks. I know. Bastille, really embarrassing. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's hey. the best aside I've heard in a long time. Bastille, <laughs> really embarrassing. The thing is, at the time, I did enjoy Bastille. Sure Come on Not for me But there is this one song he did with him that is really fun
0: We're all stumbling through the night
1: It doesn't matter We're all together And this paradise in our minds Falling together Arms around each other I know you I, shit is is the podcast no longer queer? <laughs> yeah I think you might have, I think we might have gone straight. We're talking about Bastille. Can I do my impression of Bastille? please okay these sing like this.
0: Oh and the night <laughs> It's
1: very good thanks. <laughs> okay and then I gotta point out we have touched on this before because I think we watched the performance but in uh, for the Queen's birthday remember her before she died I do remember she had her. birthdays in April 2018 he performed at the Queen's birthday and the picture of him is on Wikipedia of him performing at the Queen's birthday and he's just sort of holding his hand to his chest <laughs> as if to say i <laughs> fe- I feel this I feel you I feel you I feel, you, I feel the love <laughs> But well, we've got to find- He sang the Booty Man for Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait, I've got and to find- he updated it. He's like, click on, click on www.craigdavid.com. <laughs> Craig David MBE. What did he get it for? Why does Craig David? People ask, why does Craig David have an MBE? Uh, one of them just says, what happened to Craig David? In 2021, wow. he got it his long-standing career in the music industry. Wow. He received the honor at Windsor Castle from King Charles. So this has been updated. King Charles. Who was, at the time was under the title Prince of Wales? Y- yeah, we know. Yeah, thank you. Got it. <laughs> G- wait a minute. Is he going to perform at the coronation? Maybe. Him and Katy Perry and Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to have someone from the UK there. Well, Ella Eyre. <laughs> you think Ella Eyre's going <laughs> to... They'll wheel her, around. <laughs> 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 and of course, that song. We came here for love. da da if Ella Eyre Sings came here for love at the at King Charles's coronation, I might die. <laughs> it will be like too much. Okay, now let's go to Craig David's Instagram because I was looking at that earlier. Poor old Ella. Ray. We we really try <laughs> her name out a lot, don't we? Okay, so first of all, I was like, where does he live now? North London. Makes sense. How old do you think he is? Forty five. He's forty one. Oh, okay. Not not that old. No. <laughs> Two just years older than me. Yeah, kind of terrifying. <laughs> okay, actually, don't look... Oh, I was going to ask, how many followers do you think he oh, has? Oh, I, I didn't see the figure. How many followers does Craig David have on Instagram? That's the question. Uh, 800,000. 783,000. Oh, wow. Close. So he's got a book out called What's Your Vibe? I don't like that name. Tuning into your best life. Should we play the little promo for it? Yeah. So you can just hear what it's about. Impression experience. So, people hopefully can just resonate.
0: The outstanding
1: Craig David! What's your vibe? That's an expression that I use all the time. I'm always like, what's your vibe? How you feeling? it? To get people kind of out of their heads, giving stories, life lessons, things that I've experienced, but also practical tools that you can use to help you. When you're out of the spotlight for a moment, you should really see people who care about you and talk highly of you and support you. I hope
0: that my personal story <laughs> I'm holding inspire, a baby.
1: Okay, well, a couple of things. Yeah. First of all, I do think that Craig David seems like a genuinely lovely man. I think I think his, one of his biggest issues about being famous in the UK is he's very sincere. Yes. And he believes in himself, which is uh, two qualities that the UK naturally likes to kind of make a mockery of or tear down or kind of be a little snarky about. And yeah. I think that that was kind of where he especially with the Bo selector thing, even though I actually, you know, we're, we're in agreement that he was in the right about that. The fact that he didn't kind of find it funny is that people were kind of not on board with him because of that. He makes more sense in America than he does in the UK Completely. with his kind of attitude, I think. So he was right to move to Miami for a bit. Yeah, I think so. So in that video, so he's got this book coming out called What's Your Vibe? Tuning into your, tuning into your best life. He makes the most sense, actually, in terms of, self-help selling stuff on instagram yeah that actually works now in that video we saw him in the pool at the ibiza rocks hotel i don't know if there's anyone more ibiza rocks than him <laughs> you, you, you've seen some sort of dj there yeah and I'd be like bringing out special guest he's a legend it's craig david <laughs> And you'd be like yeah okay i have to tell you something on a slightly tangent but kind of related have you been to the ibiza rocks hotel no. Last night when I was watching Jumanji, I was watching some weird channel that had like ads during the film. It was one of those weird free channels on your TV. And I just. Pluto? Yeah, it was something strange. And I got stuck in this very specific algorithm of <laughs> Montreal uh, kind of tourist industry and Resorts World in Vegas. Mm. So I just saw the same ads like constantly. But Resorts World, I saw something that really. It was a real shift. It wasn't bad, but it was a shift where there was an ad for the beach club or the pool club or whatever it was called. Yeah. And they listed all of these artists' names. And I truly felt like I was watching either an SNL sketch or like a thing from like 30 Rock where they were just making names up. Yeah. And I I, I acknowledged and I released the, the fact that I didn't care, that I didn't know who anyone was. It felt great. Was Did they include that Australian guy, DJ Timmy Trumpet? <laughs> uh, probably. Honestly, the names were as ludicrous as that. Like, mm. I, they, they were just like, or like, one of them was just like, Pam. <laughs> I was like, okay. Or like a drag queen called Pam. <laughs> I made that up. But it was along those lines where I just was... So they didn't have like a Z? No, because it was, they They have, there was separate ads for those like headliner people. But this was like it's people coming in to like, perform at this pool party. And I just, at one point it was like reggaeton pool party. I was like, I barely even understand what that means. And I just was like, okay, I guess I'm, I just need to... Say goodbye. If the UK had their own version of Vegas, how appropriate would it be for Craig David to appear regularly? Oh, of course. Yeah. To have a residency. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be like a D, de- he would also, he would perform and sing, but he would also maybe do a DJ set. Yeah, a pool party, a Craig David pool party set at the like, Butlins. <laughs> yeah. His Butlins residency. Where in the UK would that be? An Oceana? Do they still exist? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> they, they what well, the ocean swallowed them back yeah, up exactly they like got, the city of Atlantis yeah they got they got reclaimed by the seas I think yes <laughs> gotta ask did you ever fancy Craig David? No because okay. he kind of does look like my brother. Oh okay I always appreciated <laughs> that he was kind of like slender buff yeah and wore a vest and that was hot to me <laughs> and he's got great teeth yeah but like real they look kind of vaguely real. How do you feel about him now? Do you still feel like he's too close to your brother? Yes. Okay. The memory is still, it's still too close to my brother. Oh, look, there he is riding on a camel. Okay. (laughs) Oh, please. You know, he goes to Dubai all the time, just like my brother. (laughs) (laughs) I worry that Elliot and Craig would have a little too much to talk about. (laughs) Oh, way too much. So the US equivalent of Craig David's. I've got an answer, but do you have any thoughts before I give you mine? And mine's not definitive, obviously. Uh, the, my, the, the first thing that comes to my head is because I'm Born to Do It mm-hmm. and because everyone had the album, it made me think of how everyone had justified Justin Timberlake's album. So my first initial thought was maybe a little bit of Justin Timberlake because of that kind of just having one of those albums that every single person had, regardless of age or music taste. Oh, well, that's a good one. I was going to say Usher. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that makes more sense in terms of kind of R&B and, and, and genre-wise. Yes, definitely. And there's like a fondness. Both of them now, people like, and they're like, nah. Yeah, definitely. There's like a, a people of our age, there's definitely like a, like Usher doing a residency. At, in Vegas, a, in which he Yeah, like it would, yeah, poor Craig. <laughs> poor CD.com. He, he should have a residency somewhere. Craig. I think Craig's fine. No, I'm not worried about him per se, but I do feel like he deserves a residency somewhere. Yeah. So we can get some more (laughs) dividends. So there we have it. The US equivalent of Craig David is... Usher. You're welcome. And we are back. Okay, we've already done our UK topic. Let's do our US topic. What is it? (laughs) Ugh. It's <laughs> <A> spring break. <laughs> I Woo-hoo! oh, I thought we were back at Oceana. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is goddamn spring break, and my topic is going to be the American subject that is spring break. Got it. What comes to your mind when you hear the word spring break give me your initial thoughts my initial thoughts are my own personal experience of it spring break 2010 that's me just in my my mind reading off the vests that we had printed up <laughs> and i was in miami with george michael and michael's dad mark miami and then key west so you weren't actually on spring break no but we were there at the same time so 2010 that was 13 years ago yeah. so what i was 25 five does that make sense that sounds about right and i remember people being like you're too old for spring break yeah we're like <laughs> we're not here for it but we had fun and then i think mtv spring break special things and then in my head i go to spring breakers the movie oh yeah uh, yes no those things are pretty much all the things i'm going to talk about but yes so spring break is technically it is the Easter vacation. In the US, otherwise known as Easter holiday, Easter break, spring vacation, midterm break, study week, reading week, reading period, Easter week or March break is what it's called all around, all around the world. All around the world. (laughs) Uh, This is a really cold sentence that I like that describes spring break. Spring break is frequently associated with extensive gatherings and riotous partying in warm climate locations attended regardless of participants' educational standings. Oh, (laughs) riotous parties. So I didn't realize this, but the very American, the very specific American thing of spring break being the break where you and your friends from school or college, university, whatever you call it, go to very specific locations for like a week of partying. Cabo. Uh, Cabo actually has like a historical kind of thing in the U S which is kind of strange from from the 1970s in the mid 1930s, a a swimming coach from Colgate university decided to take his team down to Florida for some early training at a new Olympic size swimming pool in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. And it says the idea clicked with other college swim coaches. And then the spring training migration became a thing for like swimmers. So basically just specifically like college swimmers would go to Fort Lauderdale and then basically it kind of picked up momentum in i think it was the 60s and it was kind of became this thing where it was known like other students started kind of attending it well i was thinking when they're not in the pool they're yeah exactly so basically i've got i've got more on this as fort lauderdale is basically the 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 epicenter the, the nucleus of spring break and yeah it says that so that was in 1934 and then by the 50s, there was about 20,000 college students kind of attending. And it was still known as Spring Vacation. It wasn't the most uh, kind of crazy thing. And then basically, there was a novel written in 1960, which also got turned into a movie called Where the Boys Are. And it was about where, college. Where? Where? College, are they? where? <laughs> college where? In Fort Lauderdale. It was about college girls meeting boys on spring break. And because of the book and the film, apparently it was like life imitates art, but it hadn't been. It got, got, like, created by that, basically, which is kind of fun. Can we, just, can we just say, just talk about the fact you just said, life imitates art. Yes! <laughs> I think it's nice to have a bit of culture in this this podcast for once. Well, you do know that I have that subscription to the New York Times. Exactly. <laughs> so then basically by the 80s is when it kind of, 70s, 80s is when it kind of got solidified as what we, what we know it as now, as, like, mm-hmm. spring break. But apparently, yeah, Fort Lauderdale is the kind of, the the epicenter and the spark of it. So it's kind of university age. It's it's high school and university age kids. And then there's kind of different locations that are like became popular over time and they're really weird. Okay. I want to see if you can kind of read Daytona off some of them beach, to me. Yep. Cabo. Yep. Oh, oh, uh, um, there's that kind of not very nice sounding beach place in Florida. Fuck. Uh... <laughs> Daytona Beach? I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Oh, Panama? No. Panama City? Apparently okay. there's one there too. Uh, I can't remember. Tell me. So actually, what I thought was interesting is that, there, yeah, there's these multiple places in Florida that you mentioned, but apparently the other huge place, which is still huge, which started in the 80s, is this place called South Padre Island in Texas. Oh. And apparently it's it was the first location outside of Florida to like, have spring break take place outside of there because then basically i think after the, in the in the 90s i think is when uh mexico and cabo and all of the places in mexico became a spring break location as well got it so um i just thought it was kind of weird i thinking about and apparently i looked at a list of like the top 10 so do you want to hear this this is those are all the places you think in your head you want to hear the top 10 spring break destinations for 2023 yeah i was thinking myrtle beach oh myrtle beach okay yes but hit me okay top 10 so number one cancun okay Number two, another place in um, in the Dominican Republic, Punta Punta, Can- Punta Cana, Punta Cana. I don't know. That's in Dominican Republic. Cabo is number three. Yeah. Freeport, Bahamas, is number four. That seems kind of fancy. South Padre Island, Texas, is number five. Uh, Puerto Vallarta, PV, is number six. Playa del Carmen, number seven. Jamaica, number eight. Miami, number nine, and Fort Lauderdale is number ten. So it's kind of impressive that fort lauderdale <laughs> and south padre island that are the two like original places have like managed to cling on to still being in top 10 like spring break destinations like just the thought of going to fort lauderdale just seems like true madness to me <laughs> yeah is fort lauderdale isn't there that gay area called wilton manors there yeah i think a lot yeah. of bears live there yeah they all flooded recently oh dear. it was underwater <laughs> all those bears just They're swimming far. around <laughs> Some of these pictures are wild, <laughs> these spring break locations. But uh, I, I thought Jamaica being a spring break location is kind of crazy mm, as well. That makes me really nervous. Yeah, it's really, I don't like thinking about that. It makes me think of going to where my dad is from and then seeing a load of Americans come in, it would be really jarring. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so those are kind of the, the current, current like, top places to go. So, yeah, the, the big thing about spring break that you and I would have definitely glommed onto in our youth is mtv's presence at spring break yes so they they basically had a show which was called mtv spring break and sometimes called the grind there was like a couple of different shows that took place at spring break but it started in 1986 so they set up like a temporary thing in daytona beach <laughs> it says they set up uh, temporary de- operations in daytona beach florida for a week in march broadcasting live eight hours a day what were they broadcasting I honestly don't it's like know. someone on the beach playing beach games yeah it's 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 wild and then it kind of became a thing where they would have people come and perform at spring break and i've got a list of a, a buzzfeed list the top the top 40 spring break performances. The Spice Girls performed Wannabe at Spring Break in 1997. That's fun. And there's this really stupid like MTV news piece about the Spice Girls coming to Spring Break. They actually barely speak in it but there's just this one bit where it all looks very chaotic like they seem to be catching them as they're walking from like literally getting out of like a car and like walking to get on stage and there's just this one quote by Mel B where she's being interviewed. It's the most. It's the most Spice Girls Melby answer, stock answer that she's given in a bit, you know, like jet lagged haze. I just want you to hear this. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, it's just about being confident in yourself, you know, and deciding what you want and going for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's that, what's girl power mean? yeah i'm just gonna like i just wanted you to hear that one more time because it really it really made me laugh
0: yeah it's just about being confident in yourself you know and deciding what you want and going for it
1: (laughs) well you know good (laughs) for it all right go this like mtv host is like what (laughs) he's like what is she saying (laughs) oh my god imagine working on that production (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> How would be,
1: bananas it would be yes yeah, so hot and bothered and everyone's drinking yeah, chaos er- yeah. where's fraser i <laughs> know oh i last saw him at the the, the fire like the beach the bond beach bonfire at 3 a.m yeah. so there's there's also this thing that i found looking at this list which i didn't know about and it's that whenever they had the the like performance by whatever group was there they would do a swimwear fashion show and the swimwear fashion show was people plucked from people the crowd plucked from the crowd <gasps> And during the 1999 Say My Name, Destiny's Child performance, they're just like, and they, and it, no one is named by name as the models, but at one point, Mandy Moore just pops out in like a, like kind of a long pair of like board shorts and a bikini top. And she's just like walking down and it's like, Destiny's Child are doing Say My Name. And it's just <laughs> Mandy Moore just like waving at the crowd. There's a really wild performance by Ashanti in the year 2000. Mm. So she does. Only you? No, she does. Uh, it's before Only You. Foolish. So she does Foolish, foolish by and herself. Foolish. And then Fat Joe comes out and they do What's Love. <laughs> and they, the way that BuzzFeed described it, they said, shirtless Fat Joe and, in brackets, frightened Ashanti. And she does genuinely look like quite like overwhelmed by the crowd. She's also dressed in a very questionable outfit that, is having hints of Native American to it, which I'm a little concerned oh, about. No. <laughs> and then the one performance that I wanted to pick out for you, especially, was that is Dream, the girl band, introducing a, a rock and roll themed fashion show. And she announces that, that it's going to be Crazy Town, Shaggy, and Dream are going to be performing. I mean, speaking of a dream. <laughs> and then basically, this performance is Butterfly by Crazy Town, and all of the models. <laughs> <laughs> All of the like the models are coming out and being like, yeah like to, to crazy times. Begin oh,
0: little thing! Little thing. The, the,
1: the the difference between that fashion show I noticed is that they gave there some of the models are wearing boots because it's a rock and roll bikini fashion oh, show. Cool. And there's a guy in a bucket hat. There's there's a guy actually I'm looking at right now who's literally looks like someone from today, which is kinda kind of strange did guys ever did hot guys ever like oh it's it's hot guys and hot girls Good. doing the modeling yeah. oh goodness. completely and then apparently in the year 2000 there was also a performance uh, there was a show called celebrity dream date and uh uh, Jessica Simpson performed on it, and it performed irresistible in the year 2000. And I think she, someone won a dream date with her, and it just says here the guy who won was wearing a puka shell necklace. <laughs> that's what I'm. Ge- that's what I'm taking away from most of the images I've seen of of Spring Break at the at its peak in the year 2000 is men in puka shell necklaces, and then all the girls dressed exactly like a Gen Z young person from today. <laughs> uh, puka shells. Let's just stop for one moment. Where, like, what creature? to puka shells (laughs) the puka the puka (laughs) puka shells um oh what does wearing puka shells mean oh the hawaiian word puka translates as hole as each shell has its own unique hole blah 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 blah. hawaiians is apparently about giving luck oh and then someone's like is it okay to wear puka shells and then the answer is absolutely you can wear whatever you want uh (laughs) says who Google.com. Yeah, I don't know. www.cd.com. Absolutely. Well, I know what it means. Do you want me to explain it? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's just about being confident in yourself, you know, and deciding what you want and going for it.
1: Got it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, oh, it's from... Oh, sea Snails. <laughs> Have you ever seen the cinematic masterpiece From Justin to Kelly? No. With Kelly Clarkson and Justin... Uh, um, mm, g- yeah, g- yeah, 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 yeah. no what's the green it was is that the ingredients you know when they put like energy into chocolate bars you know and it's like <laughs> a boost bar with extra adjusted Do you g- g- know, you g- know what, g- g- you remember that ingredient yeah <laughs> what happened to that ingredient <laughs> probably was proven to be like incredibly harmful to people <laughs> but really good on nonstick pans or yeah. something <laughs> so I don't know yeah i I, I think I'm gonna have to Torture myself through a viewing of From Justin to Kelly. What's that got to do with Spring Break? So that is all set in Fort Lauderdale. I think it is. It's all set in a Spring Break. It's um, it, it's a wild. I'm gonna play you the trailer. On June twentieth,
0: come with us to Miami. It's not my scene.
1: Music will bring two strangers together. Hey, the girl from the beach, and nothing can come between them. I'm an out again, except all their friends. So what does the girl need to do to get you? Ah! There are a million hot girls here, and you're still talking about the one girl who blew you off. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I should take a chance. Justin Guarini. Oh, this girl's special. Right. In the musical event of the summer. Get away, from Justin to Kelly. Rated PG. To... June 20th, only in theaters. Justin Guarini. Garini. Maybe I'll watch it on June 20th in, in honor of Justin <laughs> to Kelly for my birthday. Um, so there's just notable moments from this movie that I do know from kind of pop culture. Kelly Clarkson's hair is astounding in it what is it she's got a, a real a bob with some of the most egregious badger striped highlights in it that you've mm. ever seen that'll be fun for spring break because actually the sun will change it maybe maybe she went on spring break without any highlights and she just put some lemon some in her sun hair in. Yeah. and then she also has this outfit which i'm gonna have to show you an image of because i want you to try and describe it okay could you uh hang on should i send you a screenshot yeah just text it to me oh uh, oh uh so Kelly Clarkson looks as if she's in some sort of circus performance down on Venice Beach. That's the vibe. She's wearing a red halter top that has a sun emblem on it. It looks like she's strapped a credit card round her arm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then she's got a parachute-esque, those jeans or denim skirt with lots of strips of fabric sewn on. Great for movement. Wow. And then it kind of looks... I see that the sun in stripes and hair, but it also looks like she's been to Spain in the 90s and on the beach, she's got those little things done. She's had... A, there's some twists going twists. on. yeah. I will say a lot of half cornrows in every on white people in every shot of spring break from the early 2000s that i saw well you know that's good because if we get it done before we go you don't have to worry about it is it good (laughs) (laughs) wait are people allowed to wear cornrows absolutely people can wear whatever they want
0: yeah it's just about being confident in yourself you know and deciding what you want and going for it Um, it's
1: about being confident you know just deciding what what you want want just just, go go for for it it. uh (laughs) I feel I'm feel. i a real morning, morning radio DJ today. <laughs> you know what Spring Break is, all all, drops. is also to me, it's a red solo cup. Mm-hmm. You are correct. It's, it's, it's a red solo cup. It's half cornrows on white people. It's uh, billabong mm. in, in the year 2000. Billabong. <laughs> it's, it's men in far too long board shorts uh, looking awful. I'd be curious to know now through like a, a Gen Z lens... What goes down in like Fort Lauderdale in spring break 2023? Like, I feel like it must be the same thing. It's just maybe with more of an eye to trying to look better (laughs) because of pictures. It's almost like a dash of Coachella vibes. Yes, I think think there's like a bit more, like a a bit less trash, a bit more attempt to... Uh, Glamour. A bit more curation of outfits. Yes, definitely. More curation of outfits and more kind of... Yeah, like, just a bit more, like, moments to try and get for, like, social media and stuff. But I imagine after a certain point, I bet it still looks like Spring Break from the year 2000. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cool, though. To go to Spring Break in 2023 looking exactly like Spring Break 2000, that's a look. Yeah, That's curation. That's literally, like, every shot I've seen, everyone looks... That's exactly what they would be wearing now. Yeah. Like... Tiny, the tiny like nineties, like late nineties sunglasses everyone has. It's really, it's you really know what fantastic. I'm really bored of, is guys wearing pearl necklaces? Yeah, that's. It's you, just like you know, sh- he's to blame for that. Who Harry fucking Styles? I'm like, we get it. Oh yeah, I like- just don't think they look that good either. No, I don't love a pearl. You know, I love a diamond. <laughs> so diamond necklaces next. If guys could wear diamond necklaces and diamond tiaras, I'm in. <laughs> So I've Googled, do they have spring break in the UK? And they've just written, yes, it's a day off for the general population. (laughs) And schools and most businesses are closed. Many people enjoy the spring break holiday with relaxing meals. (laughs) Relaxing meals. Love a relaxing meal. So actually, this this leads me nicely on to the UK equivalent of spring break. Yeah. What is so, it? So I think it's very clear. It's, it's the actual equivalent is literally the Easter, Easter holidays, yeah. but I think it's spiritual equivalent is when you are essentially when you're from age 15 to like 21, it's taking your first ever yes. European Package holiday with your friends in the summer holidays of the UK. It's Club it's, eighteen to thirty. It's Club eighteen thirties. It's, it's Lanzarote. It's Baleraki. the south of Spain. Yep. It's... and now it's Marbella. It's 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 Ibiza. It is basically it's taking it's taking your first holiday with your friends without your parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the BBC Three show Sun, Sex, and <laughs> Suspicious Parents. <laughs> it's, it's that. You just gave me such a such. A, I don't want to think about that show again. Um, yeah. So it and I and I think there's. It's so it's so that equivalent because it is literally the first time you're going away a lot of, a lot of people's first times going abroad without their parents it's drinking underage because in in Spain you couldn't like drink when you're like 17 12 <laughs> well yes but like you know you go when you're like 16 17 and then I know we've done this because we talked about you know going going ab- abroad for those those holidays but what, what did you do a remind me did you a tra- do like a, 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 friend's, a friend's tacky holiday well yeah because my friend had her family had a villa in spain in marbella we would we would go there so it would be very yeah how old would we be well we would if we were 17 18 we were still at school but we would go in the summer and yeah. some parents would be around but we would go out yeah because we started going out in spain age 12 right and then spanish measures spanish, spanish measures and then uh, at uni we would then go in the summer without right. any parents oh my god i just had a flashback so our friend who has the villa there still does. Went there the other year, got COVID, whatever. And uh, <laughs> we would go and she, we were like 19 years old, complete kids. And they had a speedboat. And she didn't know how to drive the speedboat, but she just convinced herself that she could. And the speedboat <laughs> famously was called Daisy. And it was faster than the police speedboat <laughs> in the area. So That's we- such a detail that someone would... People would be as fast in the totally. speedboat. So we would just go out on this speedboat and listen to like "Mambo Number 5 and speed around at like 19. It was a, <laughs> it was bananas. Those trips were crazy. <laughs> well, you know that there's the same two stories I was mentioned, and I always bleep out their name. That my friend, that we went to the biggest nightclub in Europe, BCN. In uh, that was like a nightmare. <laughs> biggest nightclub in Europe, and my friend in Barcelona, Mallorca, okay, or Tenerife, or somewhere one of those places, and my friend. I'll, I'll bleep out their name. Uh, got fingered for the first time in that nightclub, <laughs> <laughs> and notably on that same trip. <laughs> luckily, not the same story is when my mum falsely claimed to win bingo in the hotel and went and claimed her prize, oh. and she'd uh, she'd done it wrong, and everyone laughed at her. And as she said, she turned around to to see where we were, and we'd all left. <laughs> the moment the the MC of the night started laughing at her. Me, my brother, my dad, and my friends that had come with us, we all got up and just left. (laughs) So anyway... (laughs) <laughs> you've just you've just maybe right, reminded me when my friend the same friend uh, she went to Ibiza one time and I got a fo- I had in the middle of the night I was living in London I was getting these calls from her and I picked up she's like, I'm like hello she's like hey so I've lost all my she's with her uni friends I'm like I've lost all my uni friends um and I only remember I only remember your number and my mum's number off by heart and I'm not gonna call my mum so I'm in the phone box outside <laughs> the front of Ibiza Rocks could you phone insert our friend's name and tell them that i'm here and then they can come and find me cool thanks this is like at four in the wow. morning that's that's international yeah and then i'd call <laughs> and be like hey yeah she's in the phone box outside of my b oh great yeah i've been looking for her cool we'll go get her uh, wow that is some that is some pre-mobile phones <laughs> madness wow no, but that was she'd lost her phone well also roaming those roaming who kn- charges who knows if she, she could pay those roaming charges <laughs> shit have you turned off your data <laughs> gotta turn it off otherwise you get stung with roaming charges <sighs> uh, so the <laughs> so the uk equivalent of spring break is going on holiday with your friends for the first time when you're 16 to 18 to a european destination most likely spain or somewhere like that done you're welcome you're welcome Right, thank you for listening. Please get in touch on our Instagram. Rate and review us. Drop us an email, do all the above. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, it's just about being confident in yourself, you know, and deciding what you want and going for it. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota sponsors T4. Me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.